Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states. We are controlling transmission. There is another world that awaits, far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracies and cover-ups. And to the paranormal we go. The world's definitely unbalanced, all right. Good evening from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. I am Jeremy Scott. This is Into the Paranormal. You know, it is not the uh, most enlightening day and age to be living in. More and more every day, I'm just hearing from people who are fed up or saying, you know, this isn't how it used to be. We're all constantly living in fear and um, we're just tired of it. You know, we want our old lives back. Uh, but this world is getting just more and more, uh, I guess, intense is one way of putting it. It does seem that we are on uh, the brink of war on several fronts, whether it is a nuclear or cyber war. Take a look at the sun. The sun's on fire. The uh, solar activity uh, has accelerated there. It's even ahead of schedule. So what does that mean for the rest of the solar cycle? We know the impact that those solar flares and CMEs can have. Of course, we've got the uh, worry of a global elite taking over. That's one of those things that's always lingering out there, but there's more talk these days of you know the digital dollar, the mark of the beast, and perhaps even disclosure of an alien presence. Those are all things that we face at this day and um, at this point in our civilization. And they're all things, by the way, that are they're completely out of our control. Uh, unless you possess the ability to um, impact uh, events or to uh, go into a time machine back or forth uh, in time, whatever it may be. And I realize that that's not a comforting thought. And even think that it's really only 
even a fraction of all of the threats that uh, that we currently face. Uh, no wonder the, the doomsday clock is at 90 seconds to midnight. If you put any weight in, in that, it should be concerning. So these rocky times, to say that they are unsettling uh, is to say the least. That's actually probably stating it very mildly. But it's led many to think about what is to head. There are people that are fearing that we were in the end of days. In fact, just last year, Pew Research came out with a poll finding that 39% of adults say they believe that we are living in the end times. I mean, take it for what it's worth. I always, you know, say take those things with a grain of salt. And you've really got to dig into the details to see, you know, how many people did they actually uh, talk to? Were they of different backgrounds? Was it, you know, was it diverse? What the, whatever the situation is. But I'm thinking even if, um, you know, it's in the ballpark, uh, we've got more than a third of people believing that we are in the end times, that this is it. That is, uh, that's significant. It's one in three people. And perhaps we can see it in, in how people are living their lives, uh, believing that there's not much hope for them. But when you look at what is happening and wonder, is this something we were not warned of? Uh, Not getting all religious on you now, but in the Bible, were there not a series of apocalyptic events that were predicted? So the question really is, could those days be nearing as we face all these threats on a variety of fronts? We welcome back tonight Pastor Paul Begley, who is a fourth-generational preacher, evangelist, and translator of biblical prophecy. He is co-pastor of Community Gospel Baptist Church in Knox, Indiana, with his father Charles, holds revivals and crusades across America and internationally. He also hosts the syndicated television show, The Coming Apocalypse, and is co-author of the book Revelation 911: How the Book of Revelation intera- intersects rather with today's headlines. Co-authored with uh, Troy Anderson, that book will be coming out next April. Pastor Paul Begley, welcome back into the Parabnormal. Thank you so much, Jeremy. It is a blessing. It's an honor to be with you tonight. It is a blessing to have you as well, and your your wisdom uh, for this audience uh, is is invaluable as far as I, I'm concerned. Um, uh so let's let's talk about the situation that we currently face uh when when you hear people say you know oh the the, the coming apocalypse this is something that we've been hearing evangelists and whatnot speak about uh for you know for decades uh some for an entire lifetime and so uh i guess the question is are we nearing are we getting close Oh, yeah, we're in, you know, I was actually doing a uh, podcast this, today earlier. Um, we're we're in the end times, okay? And actually, if you was, to, you know, there's seven seals in the book of Revelation, and I believe the four of them have already been broken, and that would be the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They're the first four seals, and they seem to be galloping. I mean, 
The New World Order is establishing itself. That's the white horse. The red horse of war is in full swing with a great sword that brings takes peace from the earth. That looks like nuclear war capability. And then you can see the black horse, which is the horse of the economy. Obviously, the economy is, globally is unstable, whether it be world currencies, whether it be uh, you know the BRIC nations trying to create new currencies, whether it be digital dollars and digital technologies. And then you have the last horse, the, the pale horse or the horse of plagues, pandemics, and, uh, uh, you know, those types of things, diseases, and that obviously we just came to a pandemic and, with, and more to come. So, yeah, we're in the end times and we're definitely in an apocalyptic era. Okay, so uh, give us uh, a, a sense of maybe uh, what this looks like uh, through the next, uh, you know, uh, 5, 10, 20 years if you can. Okay, so, yeah, let's say... Right now, there's some significant milestones. You know, Jeremy, if you look at Matthew 24, it would tell you, Jesus was asked the question, can you tell us the sign of your coming in the end of the world? And so he goes through this litany of things to watch for. And every one of them seemed to be in play, except the abomination of desolation. And, and that is when the Antichrist walks into the temple in Jerusalem and declares that he's God. Well, we don't have the temple, so you can't. the Antichrist can't reveal himself. So how, how do we get a temple? Well, you have to have a peace arrangement. Well, I, I mean, as we're talking to uh, tonight, Saudi Arabia has sent a, de a, de a delegation to Israel, first time in 30 years, they're sitting there at the table talking peace. And Israel sent a delegation to Saudi Arabia for the first time in history. And they're sitting there talking peace. And part of that peace arrangement is big time. It's economic. They want to run a uh, train from India through the UAE, through uh, Saudi Arabia, through Israel, on into Europe. And so they want to build a great economic chain through the Middle East into Europe from India and kind of bypass China. And so economically, you got the Saudi Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman who is the architect of this whole thing. He says, look, we've got to quit all this fighting and hating on each other. We've got to get down to business and make some money. So he wants to do that. And the only thing that's holding it up is two things. One, the Palestinians want to have their own state. So they're wanting to create what's called the two-state solution. They want Israel to give about half their land to them and let them have their own nation. And the other thing is Israel wants to build the third temple. Okay, and they've been waiting 2,000 years to build it. So you're down to this, the trade, which to me looks like they'll, they'll, they'll give the Palestinians their land so they can be their own nation, and in turn, Israel will get to build their third temple. The problem is when you build the temple, it's on the Temple Mount where the Al-Asq Mosque, which is the third holiest site in Islam, is setting up there. Now, you, there's, I've been up there 11 times. There's, it's 37 acres. There's room to put the temple up there and leave the mosque where it is, and everybody hold hands and sing kumbaya. But that's not how it works when it comes between the Arabs and the Jews. So that's where we're at, and it's going to happen one way or the other, and we're so close. So I'm going to say in the next 10 years, 
that will get done. The, the agreement will get signed, could get signed before the year's over. And um, I, uh, Jeremy, I've been to Israel, and I mean, I've met with the leading rabbis, members of the Knesset. Um, they've already built the uh, temple. They have it prefab built. It's stored underground. So once the deal is signed, the rabbi said to me, the next morning we're going to have cranes on top of the Temple Mount. We're going to be bringing out prefab sections of this, and we will build this temple in six months. So in a 10-year period, I, I really believe you're going to definitely see the temple built, the peace arrangement, uh, agreement signed, and probably the arrival of the Antichrist in these next 10-year periods. It is no question we're that close. Yeah, and uh, but the signs really uh, of of the coming apocalypse really are all around us, aren't they? Yeah. Besides, you know, you talk in biblical prophecy. If you talk about the apocalyptic events, I mean, we're just talking to today. A super volcano under Italy has had hundreds of earthquakes in the last ten days. It's a super volcano. They're about ready to evacuate a city of 80,000 people. That are Sounds like this. something uh, they would make a movie about. It would be called Super yeah. Volcano. <laughs> and while that's going on, we've had these huge tsunamis crash into Greenland. We had one hit South Africa, kill some people. You know, you know every time you turn around, there's another uh, hurricane. There's another storm. There's another hailstorm. There's, I mean, it's unbelievable. The earthquakes are breaking records. Yeah, it's it's apocalyptic everywhere we turn. Now, fires as well, like what happened in Maui. Yeah, yeah. And, and some of these apocalyptic events are natural, but some of them, I believe, are deliberate. And when we talk about Maui, as you know, there's a lot of questions here. Why did, why did they turn the water off? Why didn't the alarms go off? How come they blocked the roads? Why were the kids told to stay home that day uh there's just you know why did certain homes not burn uh that were painted blue i mean there is a ton of uh they'll say they're conspiracy i don't say it's conspiracy i'm saying it's it's blatant questions that need answers why in the world would these things not happen when you're having a, a catastrophic event like this wildfire it certainly does make you wonder. Pastor Paul Begley tonight is my guest. Uh, PaulBegleyProphecy.org is his website, and we'll continue our program with him. Prophetic End Times, the name of this broadcast tonight, and we'll be back. Into the paranormal. paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. Pastor Paul Begley is my guest tonight. When we talk about, uh, you know, the signs of the coming apocalypse, uh, give us an idea of what we can expect, I guess, in the days before. Uh, That includes days of darkness, does it not? Yeah, there's actually there's a Catholic prophecy, Jeremy, that says there'll be three days of darkness. Uh, it was done by Padre Pia, which was a he was a well-respected priest who had the stigmata 
he he was a faith healer there was thousands of people would come to his little parish out there and any people were healed and he's seen three days of darkness now three days of darkness is a phenomenon that did happen in the plagues of egypt it was one of the plagues and the only way it really can happen is if you have a celestial body let's say planet x uh, a Nibiru or whatever you want to say that would come by and we could actually block part of the sun uh, you know either it does or one of its moons which that's where Nibiru comes in and so <clears throat> yeah it is something that could actually happen and so when you start looking at these three days of darkness I think and as this this binary system seems seems to be going by and is uh, affecting and disrupting our universe that's part of the apocalyptic hours i mean the bible says that the that the day of the lord will be a day of thick darkness of gloominess of the sun will be darkened the moon will turn to blood you know the stars will quit shining so there's definitely prophecy in the bible that an event like that is coming and is it likely that this cycle that you speak about is also impacting the solar activity Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. The gravitational pull, and this is what has got scientists buffled a little bit or, 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 you know, is that all the planets, including ours and the sun, are acting and shifting and reacting with a gravitational pull that has to be an object. Even though we can't see it, it has to be there to have that type of gravitational pull ability. So, yeah, the sun, and because of that, the sun's becoming very active. Uh, We're not even in a solar maximum yet, and yet it's releasing solar flares and CMEs way, way more violently than it should be. And that's affecting the temperatures of the Earth. I'll I'll say this. When they talk about climate change, you know, they always want to blame it on fossil fuels. They want to blame it on, you know, you know. Uh, if you drive an SUV or if you have cows are farting in the field or whatever. But the truth is there is an effect on the climate. It just, it's not man-made. It's part of the, the prophecy of the birthing pains of the second coming. So we're not going to get out of this apocalyptic ev- uh, cycle. It's just going to get way more intense. And it's not man that's doing it. It's really prophetically uh, preparing us for the end of the age. But in order for the second coming to happen, the Antichrist must come first. That's true, and he will. And that's why I'm saying these next 10 years, because I don't even think Planet X will pass our solar system and get clear of us in the next 10 years. I'm not, you know, it's it, it's it's debatable. You know, it could be a 50-year cycle there. But the Antichrist, I think, is certainly, I believe he's alive right now. Uh, and I believe that... Uh, he is one of many people that are being considered to be a world leader and um he'll be chosen among let's say 50 candidates and and i believe that they're already in they're in this decision mode they're 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 looking at different individuals political powerful people some who have not even become presidents or king kings or or prime ministers yet and we can only uh only guess who's uh behind the curtain More to come with Pastor Paul Begley. This is Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott.
This is Paranormal News. Ten never-before-seen videos of UAP and nearly 400 pages of partially redacted documents have been released by U.S. Customs and Border Protection without fanfare in response to a Freedom of Information Act request. It's very interesting. I don't know why it's coming at this time, but it's very significant for a couple of reasons. This will help the public understand what our military personnel are encountering all over the world. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence Chris Mellon tells NBC News the Defense Department is getting 50 to 100 reports per month. The videos show a fighter jet and a 16-wheeler truck being pursued by orbs, and the documents reveal a 2013 video from Puerto Rico is now confirmed to be unidentified. The documents also also include internal emails deliberating about UFO cases within the agency. George Henry, Paranormal News. Customers heard the ominous prediction on the air today that the world is going to end Saturday. Will the sirens ring into the night and the great cities of the world burn into irradiated chaotic waste? And will we slink into another dark age? Communication and GPS satellites are falling out of the sky. Power grids are failing, and the internet connectivity between most countries on Earth collapses. Putin and other Russian officials have been warning that Moscow may use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. The Chinese are setting up the new global world order that's going to rest on China, Russia, Iran, North Korea. The members of the Science and Security Board move the hands of the doomsday clock forward. It is now... 90 seconds to midnight. Is the We're their show for the Pomos. We're their show for those who think outside the box. Into the paranormal. <laughs> I really screwed that one up. We're live. Definitely live. Live as live can be all across the USA. I'm Jeremy Scott. My guest tonight is Pastor Paul Begley. PaulBegleyProphecy.org is his website. That's the hub where you can get access to everything Pastor Paul Begley does. Uh, So as we talk about the the coming apocalypse, we understand that there is a a meeting now or some sort of uh, decision-making process going on to pick uh, who will be the Antichrist. Uh, The Antichrist will, will come to earth and that will signal uh, the apocalypse, Pastor Paul. Well, it'll be a part of it. It'll be, yeah, it'll be definitely. You'll know prophetically about where you are uh, in the big picture. But the apocalyptic events that are going to hit the earth, Jeremy, are really going to get. They're really going to intensify. I mean, they're they're the birthing pains, really. And and when I read Revelation, it starts talking about hail. That weighs 75 pounds. Uh, earthquakes that are so big that it's just going to move mountains and islands. I mean, these are events we've not seen yet, and so, but we will, and there will be catastrophic even. There will be an, according to Revelation 8, there will be two deep impacts that hit the earth. But one hits the ocean, the other one hits land. The first one hits the ocean will be powerful enough that it create a tsunami that a third of the ships in the world will be destroyed, and a lot of the marine life will die. And then the second impact is called Wormwood, even. It's even got a name, and it hits the land, and it brings so much radiation with it that it poisons a lot of the fresh water. So 
there is some catastrophic, I mean, events that we've never seen before are coming. And that might be why their underground cities are being built by every major nation in the world in preparation for these deep impacts that are coming. So we hear uh, a hundred-year flood. China just went through one of uh, of those. This is going to be biblical, like uh, uh, what, like Noah's Ark type, where he's got to build the ark and uh, what take two of every species uh, in order to survive. It won't be that bad on as far as floods, because God made a promise after He did that, and He said, "Look, I'm not going to destroy the earth with water again." There'll be some. There'll still be some tsunamis and floods, and there are going to be some drastic. And you've seen it. What just happened to Libya? Uh, where uh, I guess it's going to probably end up around close yeah. to ten thousand people. Horrific. But we're, but still, that's minor compared to Noah's flood. So, yeah, we're just going to we're just going to be having some massive events that are catastrophic, but not extinction events. Okay, uh, but but still. When you got eight billion people, I mean, if 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 a half a billion of them get killed in a short period of time, that's a lot of people. As far as uh, what the extinction event would be, uh, perhaps a CME, uh, an EMP, or uh, a nuclear bomb. Uh, those are some of the possibilities I can think of. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. Um, we're going to have both of those. I mean, the sun is becoming way too volatile. It is, uh, and I believe that's because of the planet X going by closer than it's ever gone by before, which is creating so much of this turmoil, but also nuclear capability. There's no doubt we're going to have a nuclear detonation. And I've been telling people that uh, there will be a nuclear att- strike on some city in this world before the uh, before the beginning of 2025, and I'm anticipating it because Russia has. I mean, there's too many world leaders mentioning it, talking about. It. They throw it around casually now, so you can know that uh, it may be a tactical nuke, but it will still do enough damage, maybe to kill 50 to 100 thousand people, and it will get the attention of the whole world, or it could set off a chain reaction of four, five, six, seven nukes, which could do some serious damage. Yeah, that's um, all it really takes, uh, because that could easily take down the power grid, and then once you've taken down the power grid, uh, it's a race against time in order to get the power back up uh, to power everything that we rely on to uh, keep us uh, sustainable, which could be oxygen machines, uh, refrigerators, uh, being able to charge our devices through the electricity. Uh, I mean, that that's a catastrophic event. Yeah, just think for a minute. If New York City, if there was a, uh, the grid went completely down, within three days, millions of people would be uh, dying of thirst, dying of dehydration, because nothing would work. No you couldn't get gasoline. You couldn't get anything. I mean, you'd have to loot the stores for the water that you could get. Nothing would work. So you can imagine millions of people coming out of these apartment complexes, pouring out of these skyscrapers, searching for food and water, especially water. Within three days, if it happened in the summertime, it would be absolutely, there'd be bodies piling up. So it wouldn't take long. We're so reliant. On our electricity, we don't have a clue 
what would happen if we didn't have it. Uh, and last time I checked, uh, you need uh, electricity to have internet. You you need it to have internet. There'd be no communication. The phones wouldn't work. Wouldn't take. It wouldn't take long. Um, Would a landline no, still work? <laughs> no, even a landline. I mean, maybe it would, but uh, I don't. Depends I don't on if the uh, would. if the yeah, wire got melted or not. I don't know, but I mean, it would be horrible, especially in the cities. Now that the people living in the rural areas, they would make. They could make. They could quickly adapt a little better. But it's still the hardship. The, the, the it'd be crazy. You know, how do you get food? How do you get water? What do you do? It'd be get, it'd be gridlocked beyond comprehension as far as on the roads. You couldn't get to the gas from the gas station. The pumps won't pump. Natural gas don't even work if there's no electricity. So it would really get bad. Yeah, uh, and and bad uh, quickly. Uh, so as far as this uh, nuclear strike. Uh, some city in the U.S. before 2025 is a possibility. I really believe that. I hope not. But I would say that Putin, if he's the one uh, that makes the pulls the first trigger, he's got to be looking at London, England, um, because of NATO, and and uh, and he's angry at them. He's probably looking at um, a uh, you know East Coast or a West Coast uh, city. He could hit uh, Los Angeles. You know, he could hit uh, Seattle uh, pretty easy. He could even hit Anchorage, Alaska. You know, he he could do some damage. But he has the capability to reach any major city in America, Washington, D.C., New York, Chicago. It really wouldn't matter. He has the capability, and I don't think we can shoot his nukes down in time. So it's a very dangerous time right now. And when you hear all this rhetoric that goes on between these politicians and they're talking about who's going to be tough with Putin, I mean, it's really stupidity. Yeah, we don't need anybody tough of Putin. We need to figure out how we're going to sit down and talk to these other world leaders and cooler heads prevail. Uh, so there's a lot of bravado going on, a lot of, uh, you know, just it's really become a, 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 it's, it's become a joke. I was watching a debate even last night, and the Democrats don't even debate, but the Republicans even. It's like school children yet. They don't have a clue at the danger that's really going on in the world. North Korea is also a possibility, though, as well, in addition to Russia. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're the wild card. North Korea and Iran. I almost say that Russia and China and the United States, they have enough mentality to know that, you know, the last thing we need to do is get into a nuclear confrontation. But you take North Korea. I mean, this, I actually think Kim Jong-un is, is you know, he's the guy that wants to put his mark on in history. They're this hermit nation. They're really... There's, they don't have any a clue, uh, and he's the little buddy. You know, he's the little one working for China, basically, looking for his mark, and that's a dangerous combination. And so South Korea's got to be sitting on pins and needles, sitting next door to this guy. Uh, and Japan is nervous, too. So, yeah, we got to keep an eye on Kim Jong-un sitting there playing with the green button. Are you serious? <laughs> Are Not you good. serious? Are you serious? Uh, uh, but war on other fronts as well. I mean, the situation between China and uh, Taiwan. Taiwan. And, yep. uh, I mean, you mentioned Iran. Uh, so there's a couple possibilities here. You've got, you've got, of course, you've got Russia aggressively wanting, you know, he when, when Putin wrote his 12-page manifesto, he said he wants to be like Peter the Great. He wants to restore Mother Russia. Well, that's all of, that's all of Norway, Sweden, 
Belarus, Poland, Romania, half of Germany. I mean, yeah, Moldova, all of Ukraine. I mean, if you really want to restore Mother Russia, you got to take a lot of people out. While he's doing that, you've got China who's telling Taiwan, you belong to us. Anytime we want you, we're going to take you. And even that means militarily. So it's just a moment. It's just a matter of time when they're going to strike. And so, and then Iran, they're constantly talking about how they want to, uh, you know, eliminate Israel from the face of the earth. So we've got three major regions of the world. And the United States has a their hand in all three of these areas, which I don't know how, how we can handle all that if it broke out all at once, because we would be stretched so thin. This would be World War III, but we it, this ain't the same as it was in World War II. The advancement of technology and weaponry is way beyond what it was in the, in the days of uh, FDR. So what other kind of weaponry here uh, besides nuclear bombs, uh, I mean, besides battling it out and using tanks and grenades and all of that yeah. stuff, um, uh, perhaps a war in space, uh, something using yeah. uh, directed energy weapons? Yeah. yeah, directed energy, no doubt, would be involved. Uh, the rod of God. Uh, there's, there's, and there's other space technologies they have that they haven't even, we don't even hear about. Uh, this would be a Star Wars for sure. Star Wars. There'd be, first of all, the battle would be in space. The first explosions, the first shots fired, uh, key satellites, military satellites would be knocked out. Uh, it'd be, uh, you know, you got Elon Musk. He's already turned the internet off a couple times on Ukraine. So, you know, you've got some powerful people who in the tech world, which could trump actually the military world. So, um, yeah, this is this the warfare. And then we've got, you know, we've got the AI factor. We've got the AI factor where you literally can just AI getting in a position to where they could call the shots or it could call the shots, whatever it is. So we really are entering into a different arena, a new world, certainly a new world that we've ever been in uh, as far as weaponry. Now, perhaps AI on the battlefield. Absolutely. AI will be in the AI probably already is in the battlefield, strategically managing where assets are deployed, talking about fleets, ships, destroyers, uh, reconnaissance planes, uh, all the different drones. Uh, Yeah, AI is certainly being used. I guarantee that AI is strategically working models that are way above what any of our top generals can do. So they take the technology that we have, they take the entire capability we have, and the AI can put together a war plan. And if we're doing it, the AIs of Russia are doing it, and the AIs of China are doing it. So it's, 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 it's a whole new world now. And, of course, that's just only one of the ways in which it can be used. Uh, the possibilities are infinite. My guest tonight is Pastor Paul Begley. PaulBegleyProphecy.org is his website uh, and co-author of the new book that will be coming out in April of next year, Revelation 911, How the Book of Revelation Intersects with Today's Headlines. There certainly is a lot that is going on. Uh, not all of it uh, spells the end of time, but... Some of it certainly falls in line with what we know through the years in the literature. And we'll continue our program with Pastor Paul right after this. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the
I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. Are we on the verge of an end-of-times apocalyptic event? Talking with Pastor Paul Begley tonight. So, um, uh, interested in this whole Planet X thing and uh, perhaps even uh, Flat Earth. Uh, I know I'm probably opening up a can of worms if I bring that up, uh, but but Pastor Paul, uh, is Planet X not uh, as big of a threat as some are making it, or is it still a ways off? It's 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 actually bigger than what people are making it. Actually, in my book Revelation nine eleven that's coming out. I I really address uh, Planet X. I address Apophis, uh, which is the uh, Egyptian god of chaos, that's that asteroid that's going to arrive on uh, Friday the 13th, April the 13th, 2029. There's a, before it even gets here, there's a series of, of uh, asteroids that are going to be near misses, if not deep impacts, even prior to that, uh, before it even gets here. And when it comes by, it's supposed to, it's, you have to understand, that asteroid is 1,100 feet in diameter so i mean excuse me, 1100 meters i mean it's huge and it's going to come within 18,000 miles of the surface of the earth that that the the satellites that go around the earth are 22,000 miles so it's going to come inside the satellite uh space as it's roaring by bringing a ton of companion uh rocks with it we're going to get hit I just know we're going to get hit. And and it, so Planet X, at the same time that we're waiting on this asteroid, Planet X is going by, shaking everything up in the entire universe, affecting us, the Earth, the Sun, the Moon, and all of the planets with this gravitational pull. So they are, let me just explain it this way. They're downplaying it to the public, but they the business the the, uh, the governments are building underground cities. I've talked to truck drivers who had to make drive into the into the earth five miles delivering something that they don't even know what's inside their trucks because it's got seven locks on the outside of it. And they like this one truck driver told me he said he pulls in. He, he they're just the milkman. They're the milkman. They go into a, they go into this huge cafeteria. There's 700, 800 people eating. They to, they're told to wait there for an hour, and then they go back out and get their truck and drive out of there. They have no idea what they're even hauling in there. And so, and that's just one location in the Appalachian Mountains in Pennsylvania. We're not even talking about the Rockies. We're not talking about the Himalayas. We're not talking about the, you know, the Swiss Alps, all of these nations. What are they building them for? What do they know that's coming? The public, the populace is not being told, and we're never going to get told until it actually is too late. So that's part of the apocalypse. When I say coming apocalypse, that's what I mean. It is coming for the uh, average human. It's it's imminent then. Yes, it's imminent. It's imminent, and it's probably within this same 10-year period that I'm talking about. Uh, and this is why this Agenda 2030 is so important to the United Nations and all the nations. If you study it, their agenda, it's called global sustainability. They gotta get a, their handle, they need to get a hold of this earth. They gotta have control of the people. 
with some type of technology advancement, uh, microchip, uh, this constellation that uh, Elon Musk has just put up there. I mean, actually, I'm hearing that October 4th, this test that's going right. to happen is really just a test to make sure that the Internet of all things, that every electronic component on this planet is connected to the constellation that um, that Elon Musk uh, and SpaceX has established. So they're getting ready. they got to get the system ready. But they can't just flip a switch and say we're going into a mark of the beast or a new currency, a digital dollar. They got to get the you got to lay the tracks before you run the train. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Something's definitely coming up next Wednesday with that uh, test, the national EAS test and the wireless emergency alert test. Uh, we are at the break point with uh, Pastor Paul Begley, and we will continue our conversation after the news break. Into the Paranormal Store is open. Show off our brand with all sorts of items in the store at ParabnormalRadio.com. end times and we're talking with pastor paul begley i'm jeremy scott 503-506-0396 the number inside the united states or canada to join the program that's 503-506-0396 503-506-0396 you call the uh the book that you've co-authored with troy anderson that comes out next year revelation 911 uh which would seem to signify that this is is an emergency time that we're in it is and it's it, it, here's the deal i had a vision from the lord that actually uh and i seen a red sign said revelation 911 so i went to the bible and i actually looked up the verse revelation 911 and here's what it said it said and they had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in the hebrew tongue abaddon but in the greek tongue hath his name apollyon and the woe is past behold there comes two more hereafter so if you start to read what happens in revelation 9 this this entity apollyon comes out of the bottomless pit which is uh, uh 
a place of destruction. So Apollyon means destruction, the, the destroyer coming out of the pit of destruction to wreak havoc on the earth. And he literally causes the world to go into World War III. He causes uh, a third of the world to die, which would be about, you know, two and a half billion people. So we've never seen a war like that. 250 million people died in World War II. So the Lord was revealing to me, you're about ready to see the worst world war in history. So I took this concept and began to take the biblical scriptures as well as all the things that's happening in the world. And I mean everything from the social agendas to the military, uh, uh, you know, uh, confrontations to the economic, to the Green New Deal, to everything, to trans, uh, to uh, AI, to transhumanism, you name it. And we literally break down what's going on in the entire globe. And why are these things happening? They're happening because there's, uh, there is definitely a demonic influence, even aliens and AI. I mean, I talk about aliens, I talk about AI. Uh, Planet X, all of this, because it all is very relative, very relevant in Revelation 9-11. So this is why I wrote this book. It's very divinely inspired, but it is filled with unbelievable information and uh, that we have dug out from top-secret government military programs, from catastrophic economic collapse, global conflagration, um, the Antichrist, the False Prophet, the Mark of the Beast, the Economic Systems. So, Jeremy, this book is without a doubt. As a matter of fact, when we first put it out there for pre-sale, for some reason, the publishers put it out eight months early. And they said to me, we believe in this book so strong. It's so powerful. They put it out for pre-sale eight months early, and it went to number two on Amazon. Now, it's back down. I think it's 130 right now or something in the Christian um it's like 130 in the Christian uh, genre, but still, it is still selling like mad, and it doesn't even need to start shipping until April 2nd. So this book is incredibly important in these end times. And you say a demonic, but also an alien influence here? Absolutely, because what we have here, when you, you, know, when you study the Bible, you, you understand that you have demonic entities the Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. Yet when he was cast out of heaven, he and a third of the angels were cast on the earth. They're here. They can't leave here. They've never left here. And they even embedded with humans in Genesis chapter 6, which, called what, which uh, created what's called Nephilim. And these Nephilim were giants. They had superhuman strength. Uh, you know, even myth, uh, you take... Greek mythology, some of these others, they called them gods. But really what they were was Nephilim. They were the hybrids from the fallen angels. And, you know, look, uh, the flood came, and they, they happened before the flood and after flood, according to Genesis chapter 6. David had to kill Goliath, and then his servants killed the other four brothers. Joshua, when he went into, the, into Canaan land, when he went into the Holy Land, he had to take on all these tribes of giants. He said, we look like grasshoppers, and they look like, I mean, we look like grasshoppers compared to them. So 
they're never they're not going away. These demon spirits, they would kind of went underground, but they're seeping back out. And that's what it says in Revelation. They come out of the bottomless pit. They get released. The key opens the door. I think CERN. I even talked about CERN. I think CERN. Maybe you think the they're cooking up something it. there? Like oh, they're going to drill are. through to a black hole or maybe like they do in the Stranger Things, they're going to find the upside down? Absolutely, Jeremy. Look, they put Shiva on the outs. If you go to CERN right now in Geneva, there's Shiva, who's the Hindu god of the underworld, is setting out front on the front door before you walk in. They are, there's no question. I've talked to insiders. There is uh, demonic entities that keep manifesting in that area because they are, and they built this thing. They built this hydrogen collider on top of an ancient idol worshiping location. This is a portal. Even, you know, recently, I think it was five or six years ago, they did a, they did a uh, celebration and they, they did a pagan uh, celebration, which they were praising the God of the underworld. I mean, this is part of CERN's job. You know, CERN don't do just one thing. It's There's a multiple uh, research going on and experiments going on, but the main thing it's doing, they're trying to pierce the veil. They're trying to unlock the bottomless pit to let this demon out, Apollyon in. That's what I write about in Revelation 9-11. Okay, so uh, th- that covers the demonic part. Now, as far as the, the alien influence, uh, there certainly has been a lot of talk lately uh, about, uh, you know, alien bodies being stored, about people having sightings, um, uh, about, well, actually yep. about bodies themselves uh, coming to the forefront. The extraterrestrial uh, concept of this whole thing is real. There are entities that have been uh, released upon the earth. Uh, When these angels fell from heaven, that's one thing. But there are entities that live in the heart of the earth right now that came from above that are now waiting for their call to be released. So you have, I I just did a webinar called Aliens Above and below and that's really what's happening these uh entities these alien entities and they're alien to us but they're really what they are they're demonic and they are influencing the kings the presidents the prime ministers of the world the bible tells us that it would happen that way uh in the book of revelation chapter 16 he saw three unclean spirits come out of the river euphrates they look like frogs they were alien looking okay so we are dealing with a paranormal transhumanistic movement artificial intelligence all of this tied to an extraterrestrial demonic entities that are affecting people are really being let me say this about abductions people are really being abducted they are being abducted they don't know what's the they don't know what this entity is that's taking them and probing them. Uh, they are really uh, the fallen angels. These are entities that are actually doing this to them, and they're disguised themselves. They're reptilians. They can shape shift, and so people are truly. That's why we should be passionate. We should be very compassionate 
to people who have been abducted or have had in these types of encounters because they truly have had them. They just don't know what it is they've really encountered. And that's so, where I think as, as Christians, we should really be compassionate. We should be praying. We should be helping these people because there is a demonic entities among us that can, it can, they can really transform themselves into anything they want to. They can really do a number on us. So, Pastor, are you saying that demons and aliens are one and the same? Demons and aliens can be Nephilim. They can be fallen angels. They can be imbo- uh, Nephil- uh, They can be embodied uh, spirits. Uh, they can uh, they can come from other. Uh, they can come from the the heavens. Uh, and then generally, it's all part of Lucifer's band of demons, okay, or band of arsenal. And so, yeah, he can use any, he, look, he can use all of them and any of them uh, for, his, for his will. So I really believe. So that's why when people say, oh, I don't want to talk about aliens, I don't think they exist, Pastor, what's your problem? I'm like, well, you're, you're, you're clueless. You're telling me that tens of thousands of people but who have But you believe had God exists. Oh, absolutely. But not E.T. I believe E.T. is, is. E.T. does exist. He is a part of the band of demons that are under Lucifer. But God definitely exists. Yeah. Well, I no, I am I'm playing devil's advocate in that in that okay, position okay, where, yeah. where someone would believe in one uh seeming a- a- entity. Well, okay. uh, Let me but, answer. But not another one. Yeah. Yeah, let me ask answer that. You can't you can believe in ET if you want to and say there is no God, but ultimately you'll figure it out. You'll find out that ET is I figure the if, side. I figure if yeah. there's a God, then it's possible there's also ET. Yeah, I look at when I say people say, Well, I think the world started, everything started with a big bang. And I say, I agree with the big bang, but who pulled the trigger? Where yeah. did it come from? Exactly. Yeah. It just it just happened. It, no, it can't just happen. So, okay. <laughs> Thank you for playing. I opened up a can tonight. of worms now, didn't I? <laughs> oh, man. You did, but it's good because I think for so long that the church, the Christians of the world, have been naive to this whole alien concept. They don't realize that this is part of the deception. This is why disclosure is happening. Disclosure is happening because time's running out. Satan has to do something. He has to change the narrative. If he don't, he's going to be exposed. So by using the alien invasion, he can explain away the rapture. He can explain away the resurrection. He can, he can say, well, these Christians would never, ever, ever conform. So, so the aliens finally got sick of them and just took them out of here. And that's a tremendous deceptive tool for the remainder of the people that are still here. Can we get a hallelujah in here? I'd like to get one right All now. All right. That's now. especially uh, for our friends down there in Hillsborough, Ohio, listening at St. Mary Catholic Church, home of WLRU. And we'll have more with Pastor Paul Ben. Into the paranormal. By the way, uh, Halloween night, three hours of this program across the airwaves on many of these uh, stations that you're hearing the program on right now. Halloween night, 
We're going an hour later than we usually do. Same start time. It will be uh, fun to do that show on Halloween. You know, it only comes every six or seven years, uh, depending. And uh, this year, it falls on a Tuesday night when we're usually here. And so, uh, Halloween broadcast of Dead Air coming up. Looking forward to that. If you haven't been to the Into the Parabnormal store lately, uh, it's parabnormalradio.com. And you can click the store icon or parabnormalradio.com slash shop. Uh, that'll get you there. You can check out what we've got in the store. Really uh, high-quality stuff. And, of course, your purchase helps support the program. And uh, we appreciate those of you who have uh, uh, patronized our Into the Parabnormal store over the last couple of months. Uh, please uh, go there and go there often. We uh, we would really appreciate that. Uh, Pastor Paul Begley is my guest tonight. You know, sometimes uh, what we talk about is not necessarily uplifting. Uh, and when we talk about some of these apocalyptic events uh, that have been predicted in the Bible that we should expect to, to come within this timeline that Pastor Paul has outlined for us tonight, uh, among those is a catastrophic economic collapse, is it not? It is, Jeremy. It really is. And it's a part of this great reset that we've been hearing about from Klaus Schwab and uh, over there at the World Economic Forum. You know, if you're going to take control of the world economy, you have to break it first. Until it's broken, people don't see a reason to change it. And so I think Bidenomics, Bidenomics right now, is you could see it. It's deliberate. I mean, you wouldn't raise interest rates this quick, this fast, when you had an economy that was roaring. You wouldn't leave your southern border wide open and 3 million people a year, and it's probably going to be, that's 6 million people already coming through the border, and it'll probably get another 10 million in the next two years under the Biden administration. You wouldn't do these certain, you wouldn't shut down the Keystone Pipeline. You wouldn't uh, use EPA regulations to kill your ability to do resources. So this has been a manufactured crisis of the greatest nation of the world. And this is, now you can see the, they're starting to circle the wagons globally on creating a one world currency, which leads to a one world government. You can't manage a one world currency without a one world government. So, I mean, the EU figured this out. When they went to the euro with 28 nations, you can't manage it with every nation doing its own thing. You have to, that's why England got out of there before they lost their shirt. Uh, you, to manage the new world order or a one world government or one world currency, you got to have a one world government. So we're on our way. And it's going to, but before we get there, there's going to be some economic crisis. And uh, this New World Order is the organization that is currently deliberating on the Antichrist? Oh, absolutely. They're the same people. I mean, you know what? Uh, Nelson Rockefeller, and actually David Rockefeller, and I read his book um, that uh, said, there's only 50 men that control the world. They can get, literally, 50 men can control the entire economics currency uh, literally the how cash flows 50 men this was uh so having said that it's a very few people you know when the bilderberg group gets together the bohemian grove 
get together, the Club of Rome, some of these secret societies, they are discussing global cash flow. Mm, Sounds like we are uh, headed there and more with Pastor Paul Begley to come. I'm Jeremy Scott into the paranormal. Paranormal news. As more space junk nearly collides in near Earth orbit, action is being taken to reduce the amount of debris in space. There was a close call recently between a defunct Soviet payload and a spent Chinese rocket body that nearly slammed head on into each other at more than 16,000 miles per hour. Had they collided, the massive objects would have split into several thousand chunks and threatened astronauts. A recent report from the European Space Agency concluded that the amount of debris makes our behavior in space unsustainable. It's estimated there are over 100 million objects larger than one millimeter floating in space. The FAA has proposed a rule that would limit the amount of time that the upper stages of rockets stay in orbit to reduce the potential for collisions with spacecraft and satellites. George Henry, Paranormal News. Still not sure what to believe? You're traveling into the paranormal, where the truth is not tainted. These are some uh, prophetic end times. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. We're headed into the paranormal tonight with Pastor Paul Begley, his website, paulbegleyprophecy.org. So as far as this a global elite pushing this you know, digital dollar, sounds like really a mark of the beast, uh, a group of uh, elite individuals, maybe even as small as 50, who can control the flow of money, uh, leading us towards really only one way of doing business. Are they helping to carry out uh, this end of day's agenda, Pastor Paul? Yes. I don't know if they fully know they are. I think some of them do. Um, some of them may not realize it. They may be kind of uh, atheistic and don't really care or don't really know much about God or the Bible. I think some of them have totally sold their soul to Lucifer, and they know exactly what they're doing, and they think that Lucifer and his agenda can overthrow the Creator. But uh, either way, all of them collectively are in all the way. And you're going to see, and I really think you're going to see a change uh, in 2024. I don't think it's going to be Biden who's going to come back in 2024. I think he's done his job. He's obviously not up to the next round. And I'm not so sure Trump, they're going to let Trump really 
get in position. 91 felony accounts, and there's many more things they're working on him. So look for someone new to be the leader of America and the free world. Uh, I can't get my mind. I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I keep saying no, 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 but I keep looking at Gavin Newsom. I'm afraid he may be coming in as an eight-year leader. And if he, if he does, he's a, a graduate of the World Economic Forum under Klaus, Klaus Schwab. So is Justin Trudeau. They're graduates. He's also the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. He is poised. Newsom is poised to take us into this beast kingdom process. I'm not saying he's the Antichrist, but I'm just saying he is positioned. They're positioning him to take us to the next level. Very interesting um, thought, sobering thought. In fact, it might be uh, for many. So um, will there be a false prophet through this process? Yes, and, and you have to keep your close eyes on Yovo Noah Harari. He's acting like a, a false prophet right now for Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. I mean, he wrote the book called Sapien in which he says there's going to be a new species of humans that's the, they're going to be AI-type sapien, uh, transhumanistic. He also said there's going to be a new religion, that no longer will religion come from the Middle East, not from Syria, not from Jerusalem, not from Mecca, not from America, but it's coming from uh, really from Silicon Valley with a new AI, uh, using AI to help draft or actually write a new religious manuscript, a new AI Bible, if you will, that the world will say, this makes more sense. This is more intelligent. This has been better analyzed. So look for that to happen. So I I think that Noah Hirari is your false prop. I mean, I'm not going to say he is the false prophet, but boy, he is. He's on my top five list. I'll just say that. All right. So we mentioned uh, the solar activity uh, previous, and of course, here in just a couple of weeks, we've got this solar eclipse. Uh, it's not going to be the three days of darkness in which we've discussed, uh, but there will be darkness in in some places uh, across the earth. Yes, there will. We're going to have one on, like you said, an angular solar eclipse on October uh, the fourteenth. That's going to be like a ring of fire crossing southern part of the United States. And then when we, on April the 8th, 2024, we're going to have another great American eclipse that's going to crisscross from the last one. Did you realize that those two, uh, those two solar eclipses are six years, uh, six months, six weeks, and six days apart? Six years. Six, six, six. Six. That's right. Six years, six months, six weeks, and six days apart. So God is in control. You know, he's the one to put these solar eclipses in play. He said there'd be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves will be roaring, and men's hearts will fail them for fear. for looking after those things coming up on the earth, but the powers of heaven will be shaken. But then, and what, then will come the Son of Man, Coming in the clouds of power and great glory. Okay, so if he's putting solar eclipses together with a sign, and he's the one that is uh, 
you know, actually giving us these apocalyptic events. He's also the one that's saying to us that we need to recognize that the look at the sea, the waves roaring, the hurricanes, outrageously increasing typhoons, cyclones all over the world. And there's just definitely distress of nations. We're having wars and rumors of wars, and there's anguish everywhere. I mean, the signs of the coming of the Messiah are everywhere, and I think people need to understand that's part of this apocalyptic hour. And so some might say, again, playing devil's advocate here, uh, well, if God is in control, why would he allow this hell on earth? Free choice. Every human being has a free choice. You can choose which way you want to go. God doesn't get any glory if he made a bunch of robots so that everybody did what he said. Even the angels that he created originally didn't stick to their allegiance to him. A third of them said, we're going to follow Lucifer. So God says to mankind, I'm going to do everything in my power to give you redemption. I'm going to do everything possible to break the chains of darkness. But you still have to choose. It's your choice. You can go the right direction or you can choose the wrong path. I'm not going to, pers- I'm going to give you every way possible, but you're going to make the choice. So that way, in the end, you have no one else to act, to blame but yourself. You you get to choose. And, and it, obviously he wants us to choose to follow him. And he tries every way in the world to persuade us of that. He shows us all of the dark paths. He shows us the pitfalls. He shows us that all the things that the enemy brings, the de- devastation, the destruction, the death. And yet he says, if you choose me, you can have life. So it's, it's really all about choice. Recently, uh, when we've uh, been talking about UFOs and uh, ET existence, we've been referencing the conversations that have been had lately uh, regarding uh, apparent government involvement, at least in dealing with uh, crashed UFOs and perhaps extraterrestrial biological entities, uh, which, of course, those uh, claims have been going on decades, but they've resurfaced of late, and they're getting a lot of talk. Uh, But top-secret governments and military programs are also linked with prophecies of our last days, are they not? They are, and I'll be honest with you. These guys that are coming forward, these um, whistleblowers, they're telling the truth. They're telling the truth. There is entities. There is encounters. There is. Matter of fact, even the spacecrafts are real. You know, in the Bible, it talks about Ezekiel saw a wheel inside of a wheel. And then and then uh, Elijah saw, was caught up in chariots of fire, chariots, spaceships of fire. Right. That's how they explained it. Of course, they weren't living in a modern time. It was 3,000 years ago. So there's no question that if the truth is these, these guys are telling the truth. These entities are interacting with human beings, and they're bringing deception and yet, as these guys are telling the truth about the situation, they're being dis- discredited. But did you notice it's a uh, the disclosure that's going on is we got to let the public, we got to let the populace know that there is something happening here, a little at a time. That's that's because when they get ready to introduce the alien uh, representation, Lucifer's in 
uh, people. They don't want the world to be shocked. They want them to say, they want the world to say, you know, I thought about that a lot. We heard a lot about this. There's been more and more uh, information brought forward. There's more proof all the time. Whistleblowers. They'll be ready to listen to what these ETs have to say. And that's all part of the grand deception. Is the annihilation of humans by the alien race part of anything that uh, that you've dealt with? Because that was also uh, addressed recently. In fact, when Ross Colhart asked David Grush on News Nation, look, have uh, these entities hurt or, or harmed uh, or uh, taken uh, human lives? Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, Lucifer comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, Lucifer comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come and give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So there's no question that these entities would like to do some harm to the human race because doing harm to the human race is doing harm to the creator, God. And that's what Lucifer's about. He's about inflicting pain. He's about getting people to worship him instead of God. But at the same time, he loves to cause misery, captivity, pain, and anguish. He feeds off that. I mean, you know, literally feeds off this. You think about all the missing children. You think about all the demonic entities that have been involved in abuse, uh, SRAs, all kinds of different uh, darkness. Lucifer feeds off the pain of humanity, the brokenhearted, the despair the dying. He loves it. And uh, so I'm not shocked at all that uh, David Gurish and these others would see these ETs inflicting pain or even having an agenda of killing some. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with them. So is there any real mention uh, in the book of Revelation about any of this? Yeah. When Apollyon releases all, you have to understand, when Apollyon comes out of it, that's why I wrote the book, Revelation 9-11. When he comes out of the bottomless pit, he goes to the river Euphrates, and he releases four more fallen demons that have been held there since the dawning of time. He releases them, and they then wreak havoc on the earth, helping to kill multiple thousands of people through war, through disease, through... Uh, uh, different types of, um, you know, conflict. So, yeah, it's it's there. I mean, so we have entities, which you would, what some would call, if it, look, if you saw a polyon, you would say that's an extraterrestrial. He would look exactly like an alien, because that's what he is. And these four ain't fallen angels he releases are just as demonic as he is, and they want to in as much misery and pain and disease and plagues and anything they can upon the human race. Uh, just based on the fact that they are evil. Yeah, they're evil. They're, they're evil because they went into rebellion against God. When they rebelled against God and they were cast out, Satan said, I've got I to gotta do something now. I've got, I've got the third of the angels, but I need to, I need to increase this number. So he did. He did it through uh, impregnating. Uh, in Genesis chapter 6, he took the, the women that he thought were uh, fair. They impregnated them with these fallen angels. They gave birth to Nephilim. The Nephilim were giants, mighty men, who, were, who taught men war. 
They were warriors. They were brutal. And they inflict uh, pain and anguish upon humanity. So, yeah, I mean, the ETs, if you will call them ETs or aliens, but really what they are, they are that. They're alien to us. They're reptilian to us. They're not our species. I got to hold that thought. We'll wrap up with uh, Pastor Paul Begley right after this. Into the paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott, Into the Parabnormal, with Pastor Paul Begley tonight. PaulBegleyProphecy.org, his website. The book is Revelation 9-1-1. How the book of Revelation intersects with today's headlines, co-authored with Troy Anderson. It's available for pre-sale now and will be out in April of uh, next year. Uh, Pastor Paul, uh, we had to go to break. You were going to tell us, you know, what these ET really are. I mean, to us, they may appear gray or reptilian or... Uh, insectoid or uh, even humanoid, uh, but but what are they? Well, I think you're right about the different species of them because it, you know in the Bible there's different rankings of the angels. So when these fallen angels came, they obviously brought their ranking with them. They're, they they can transform themselves and look like different species, and so. The, whether the grays or the Nordics or the tall whites, you know, or these other uh, terminology that we give them, it's, 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 it's true. They are different. They look, they're different sizes. They have different capabilities. Uh, and so we're encountering them. There's not a, look, I think that's part of the problem in the, in the American church is denying denial that they exist. I mean, that's crazy to deny it. You have too many thousands and thousands of people have had interactions. So we know they exist, but what are they? And so, yeah, there is different uh, ranking, difference. They have different capabilities, different authorities, and they have uh, different ways they affect human beings and deceptions and different ways they communicate. So they are real. They really are. Uh, Pastor Paul, tell us about... Uh your uh your website and about uh the broadcast that you do and and the book and where folks can connect with you you know i have a couple things one one you can always go to my website at paulbegleyprophecy.com or paulbegleyprophecy.org i'm also on youtube we're almost at 250 million views on youtube which is really you know considering all the shadow banning and attacks we've received it's quite remarkable and i have to give all the credit to the people and to the lord and also, we have a television show. It's called The Coming Apocalypse, and it's on uh, several different networks across America, about 40 million different homes. So, you know, it's a chance to see us in different uh, ways. Also, I preach every other week in Freedom Fellowship in the villages in Florida, underneath the big tent, we call it, because it's actually a tent, huge tent, about 400 people every Sunday. And as far as our book is concerned, I have other books. I have a lot of DVDs at my website. You go to paulbegleyprophecy.com. But the book, Revelation 9-11, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. The information in this book will stun you. and But it will also prepare you for the events that's going to take place in the next 10 years 
according to prophecy in the Bible. So I really appreciate you uh, going to Amazon.com and pre-ordering it. Help drive us uh, high in the rankings if, as you can. We really appreciate it. But all things considered, uh, everything we've discussed tonight, there there is hope here. There's a ton of hope. Even though these things are converging, you know, the world isn't going to come. Jesus is going to come. The Messiah Christ will come. He's going to set up his kingdom for a thousand years. He's going to redeem humanity. And we can be a part of that right now. Get on the winning team. It's not going to end bad for us who have become believers in Christ. And so, believe me, Satan will lose. All of these uh, extraterrestrials, all of these aliens, all these demons, all of them are going to be thrown into the lake of fire at the end of the day. And so you want to be not afraid. The Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So turn to Jesus Christ and have hope, because believe me, we have that hope in Christ. Paul, uh, Pastor Paul Begley, we appreciate you so much coming on the program tonight. It was an honor. It was really a lot of fun, Jeremy. I appreciate the invite, and I thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure as well. Can't wait to have him back on the program uh, during these dire days. It's uh, important to be grounded, and certainly uh, Pastor Paul has helped in that pursuit. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I'm Jeremy Scott, as I always say, uh, but especially on this night to you, good night and God bless. It is always a privilege for me to be with you here across the airwaves. Uh, Our growing family nightly, it's exciting uh, to see it grow and to see uh, this show uh, enriching uh, and, and helping hopefully better lives out there and certainly open some more eyes. So from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon, somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal, I'm Jeremy Scott. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.